So we're at this event and it's at a really nice hotel. And interestingly enough, my parents are at the same event that you and I, sweetheart, are at. Mm-hmm. And there's this presentation going on on stage. And you were like, you know what? You need to meet this particular gentleman who was on this panel that was speaking. Yep. Lo and behold, my mom knew the guy. So we're standing in the hotel lobby and she says, oh, my mom does. Oh, you need to meet such and such. It's the same guy that you said I need to meet. So me and the guy meet. We talk. I find out more about what he does and what he's working on. He asks me questions about what I do and what I'm working on. That's when we notice that there's synergy there. And that's when he asked me, hey, I got this project. Can you help me on it? Come to find out it was an eight figure commercial real estate deal. I had never done a commercial real estate deal, let alone an eight-figure single deal. But when he asked me, can I help him? I said, yes. Without having all the answers. I was unsure how I was going (laughs) to help him. I didn't have the details. In fact, I was utterly clueless. I just looked at it like I would go and find out the answers, the information, and I would bring it back. Basically, I would bird dog the data and bring it back. And mm-hmm. would you believe that by simply saying yes mm-hmm. to that initial request, when I listened to what he was asking me and I helped him, was able to serve him. And by the way, we closed that deal. Yes. And that was an amazing experience. And it led to many other deals. Simply saying yes to one opened up the door to many, which leads me to my point about this episode Mm -hmm. and what you guys are going to learn in this episode. Three things that you can expect in this episode. One. That was the one, the first one. Simply saying yes. That one, that was the one. Simply saying yes to one opportunity opens up the door to more opportunities. Mm -hmm. The second thing you're going to learn is what's the one question that you can ask yourself to provide a solution Mm -hmm. that will ignite your creativity? Just that one question. Just that one question. And then the third and last thing that you're going to learn in this episode is what is it that my market is truly asking me for? In other words, Mm -hmm. how to identify the root problem so you can solve it quickly. Yep. And be that go-to person. And be that go-to person. Yep. So y'all ready? Let's go. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question, and this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. What's up, everybody? This is O.L. Buckley. And this is Sway Buckley. You know what it is, MarriedPernodLife.com. Yep, this is where we help mission-minded married entrepreneurs, those who want to get more clarity, generate more income, but above all of that, leave a lasting impact. Yes, married entrepreneurs come to us to sync high-level systems with laser-clear strategy so they can build out their big God vision with peace and profitability. Amen, amen, amen to that. Now, it doesn't matter if you are a spousalpreneur, an indiepreneur, or a couplepreneur. You are definitely in the right place. And if you have no idea what those are, let's just break that down for you real quick. This may be your first time joining us and 
we want you to be able to follow along. So the spousalpreneurs are those marriedpreneur types where one spouse is working or operating the business while the other is is working the nine to five. Yes. And the indiepreneurs is when both spouses are building individual so businesses. Individual businesses. Yes. Right. And the couplepreneurs. Is where both spouses are working in the same business, building the same business together. Yes. So whether you are an indie spousal or a couplepreneur or a combination of any of those, you're definitely in the right place. And we, in fact, are two of those right now, indie and couplepreneurs. So we get it. Yes. Definitely. And your background. Yes, my background, obviously. Well, not obviously, but I'll tell you, it is banking wealth management. Mm-hmm. And that has led to me building and growing my own consultancy where I help organizations to boost revenue as well as helping families mm-hmm. who want to build out their real estate portfolio through real estate acquisition, both commercial and residential, which also I co-own a realty company where we facilitate and help first-time home owners or home buyers rather to become homeowners, mm-hmm. but to buy like investors rather than consumers. Yes, and I run a creative arts staffing firm as well as a consultancy for women, helping them build multiple revenue streams with their craft. So those are individual businesses and then Collectively, together, we run Marriedpreneur Life. So here's the thing about today's episode. We're going to do things a little bit different. We want to actually take you behind the scenes of a snippet of our latest challenge, our 11 launch challenge that we did. And the content, I mean, when I tell y'all this was a free challenge, but you, it, it was not... We unloaded. I mean, it was, it was not free material in the sense that it just was fluff. It was full of great content. So we didn't want any of that to go to waste. Now that that challenge is over, we want to be able to share some snippets, behind the scenes stories, content and strategies with you all. So what we're doing specifically for this this particular episode is taking you behind the scenes on and sharing a story of how I built out my multiple six-figure staffing firm uh, that was started on my dorm room floor at the age of 19 to pay for college and still run that company today but there were so many great entrepreneurial life lessons just in the get up and go starting literally i mean with an idea i didn't even know what to i didn't even know there was a thing as a creative art staffing i didn't even know i didn't have a a map or 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 a guide for this but just wanted to share the story to encourage you all as you are building as long along as well all the things that you don't need and really how to think about the opportunities that come before you that are likely standing in front of you right now so we hope that this episode you'll find great nuggets and just tons of liquid gold and you know take all the notes that you need to come back listen to it again because it's really quite quite rich of um, great information and and content real life real life content okay so here we go enjoy um i got an opportunity and remember yesterday we were talking about an opportunity at the beginning i want to we want to share these stories with you all so you can start seeing the opportunities that are already in front of you so i got this opportunity mind you i was a going into my sophomore year and I was, I had a balance. By this time, my mom decided, you know, she said, I did what I was supposed to do. I raised you, raised you well. You are 18. I think I was turning, just turned 19. And she decided to leave her corporate America job and, um, and that's that good salary. And she decided to go overseas into the mission field and do, now she went back to law school and to fight human trafficking with her law degree. Um, So, but at that time, there was no more like steady stream. (laughs) 
So I said, well, how am I going to pay for this private school in, you know, education and with the out-of-state fees, like, what am I going to do? She was like, I, I, I introduced you to God. You know who God is. He, he will show you. And I'm like, okay, so I'm telling you this so you can know the pressure that was on my back. Because I was like, what am I going to do? And so I had this opportunity. My, mind you, I was working um, as much as I could answering phones in the religion department. And I was just answering phones. And th- that's that was like what I did when I wasn't, you know, in class. And so I got this opportunity from one of the ladies who worked on campus. She had a friend who had this nonprofit who was working with the school districts who was looking for some dance instructors. Now, I never, even though I was dancing, I never in my life taught dance. But I said, when they, she asked me, oh, can you teach? And they were going to be paying me like three, four, maybe five times the amount I was working, getting paid as minimum wage as a student worker. I was like, absolutely, I can teach. I can, but I just, I knew I could do it. I never, I wasn't, I didn't have my, you know, upper class thing, classes yet with teaching pedagogy and all the classroom, like things like dealing with all the different like lesson plans. Like I didn't have any of that yet. I was barely coming into my sophomore year. I want to set the tape, the table for you all because for me, I had to figure it out. And sometimes when your back is up against the wall, you have to figure it out. But sometimes you can be really comfortable and you stay in the same place in a cycle where you don't feel like you have to figure it out because you're like, I'm okay. But then you realize, okay, I need to, even though I've been comfortable, now it's time for me to take a step forward. So I want to use this story just to give you all some encouragement. So what happened? She asked me if I could teach. She said, can you teach? And I'm like, oh, you paying that? Okay, well, yeah, I could teach. And I didn't think anything of, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I wasn't raised with a whole lot of kids, but she, she said, okay, well, go in um, the classroom. And they, I went in the classroom, y'all, it was like 25 kindergartners, mind you. And then they were like, okay, class, your teacher's here. And I was like, oh, where's the teacher? And they're like, you're teaching? And I was like, oh, that's right, I'm teaching. <laughs> and so I was like, what am I teaching? I don't even know. Like, when I tell you I had no lesson plan, I just was like, okay, Class, everybody sit down. We're going to sit down and be trees and flowers and sun. Like we did the whole class on the floor because I didn't know. I just knew they were running around and that needed to have them seated because I didn't want to lose control. And so that's what that's how it started. And then so the first the first thing, first lesson is they asked me, can you do this? And the lesson in that is when I felt like I have it in me to do it, even though I've never done it, but I can do it. I'm going to figure it out. I said, yes. Okay, so we talked about this yesterday. What do you need to say yes to? And then guess what happened after that? They came back. And I guess because nobody got hurt, (laughs) they were like, you did great. Can you teach some more days out of the week? And mind you, I was a full time student. I had double minors and, you know, it was a full schedule. And I was an RA because I was trying to get tuition paid, y'all. When I RA took care of my room and board. And then when I was working the phones in the religion department, I found out, like, you can minor in religion. And then they were going to pay half your tuition. I was like, sign me up, whatever I need to do to take that, to pay half. So I still had a big chunk left to pay. Um, And then I got a, right at that time, um, I was, I forget what the name of what it's called, but I had a balance on my account. Whereas if I didn't pay it in a certain amount of time, I could not return to my classes. So I had this big you know bill to pay um and i was like okay i just have to figure this out just keep going so then the 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 contact came to me and said oh um can you teach some more classes and i said man well i'm in i'm taking class the other days of the week but i don't want to tell them no because money right but i couldn't say yes because school so this is the second lesson in this is when you have opportunities but you just don't see how it's going to happen or how could it happen um, it's not about just being so quick to say, no, it can't happen. 
The question you want to say instead is, we talked about this, I think, on Monday, mm -hmm. how? The question is how? Type the word how in the comments. H-O-W. How can I do this? Not can I. That's a closed-ended question. But how can I? When you know, like, okay, this, there's something there. I'm not sure all the pieces. But the question you want to ask yourself all the time is H-O-W. How? So that's what I did. I said, how can I do this? I told them, yes. No, I asked them first. I said, what if, yes, 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 Jessica, how? So I said, what if, um, the, do you need me? Because then I also had another lesson in this. You have to know what is their real problem that, they're, that you're solving. What is the real problem? Did, was it that they really needed me to teach more? No, they just needed somebody to teach more. <laughs> and so exactly, Gigi, how? So yes, Terry, how? So the, the, the question is not about like, oh, I can't do it. Right. It's not I, but you have to hear what people are really, really saying when they tell you their problems and they're asking you for solutions. Really hear what the heart of the problem is. And so I did, I just asked them, I said, well, it's not me like that you need. Is it OK if I if I have someone else come and teach? Because I couldn't do it those days, you know, certain days. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah sure. It's I said, OK, well, I can bring them in and then they will be able to teach on my behalf. And then you pay me and then I'll pay them. They're like, absolutely. Listen, the girl was like trying to figure stuff out, trying to get tuition paid. So I told, I hired some friends. I hired a good girlfriend of mine. I said, okay, this is what I need you to do. If you can teach these days, when I get paid, I'm going to pay you a portion of this. So I gave her an amount. So I was still able to receive uh, revenue, revenue from that while other people were teaching while I'm busy taking class. So that grew and grew. So my first, that turned into a business. That, that um, business, my first client was a school district. And so I started servicing these school districts. So it was the district. The district, not the of school. multiple schools. The school district, okay? And that was in Fort Worth, Texas. And so it was Fort Worth ISD. That was my first client, Fort Worth Independent School District. And so um, from there, though, I um, let me tell you what I didn't know. I didn't know what the industry was. I did not know what I was doing, but I just was like, I'm just gonna figure this out as I go. <laughs> and clearly they kept coming back, they kept coming back for more and more. Oh, well, do you have somebody now who can teach theater? And I'm like, um, sure. I don't know anybody, but I knew where to go get them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't have somebody in my back pocket, but I'm on a college campus. And if I have if I'm majoring in dance, you better believe there are students that are majoring in theater. Right. And let me just go to the theater department and be like, who wants a job? <laughs> I mean, in the most basic sense. Right. But I didn't have any company guidelines. I didn't have a business name. I didn't even have a business bank account. When they said, who do you write a check out to? I was like, uh, I guess me. Right. But I mean, I would not do it that way because it's taxes and it wasn't. You're just talking about at the time. Yeah, at the time. But all I'm saying is keep it simple, guys. That particular business quickly grew into multiple six figures. And of course, thank the Lord that. It wasn't even my it was my business that opened the door for me to get to pay for my tuition. But because I had the business, the education department actually, and because the business was working with children, the education department um, didn't have any education majors that were applying for their full scholarship. I was like, what, where are they? I don't know, but I'll take it. And I kept asking them for it. And because I was working, like because I had the business and the business was at the school district, the education department paid for everything else, plus anything else that I wanted to take, any other classes. Like all of this happened in very, very, very short time. 
in that same business, I still have that business today. I started um, running it from a remote, like remotely after I graduated college and moved back to New York to do some more dancing and performing. So it was still there. And then I would go back and forth to check on people. But I want to just say this. Once again, as we said yesterday, what do you need to say yes to? What do you need to say yes to right now that you're not, that you've overlooked? And oftentimes we overlook opportunities because we're like, ah, I don't even know, like anybody can do that. Or that's so easy for me. Is that really a real business? Or I don't want to charge for that. Like all these things, but these are legit business opportunities where you are serving people and you are solving their problems. So with that being said, we want you to take that courage and start thinking even more so about the opportunities that you already have available to you right now. Okay. Yes. Um, she says, Jessica says, what about if you gave your notice at a job and they call you in and ask, what can we do to keep you? I didn't even know what to say because I was shocked that this was even on the table. Yeah. Because good help is hard to find. That's why it's on the table because you're good help and they know your value. And so I would look at something that I did. I'm even, I think I may have shared this story with about family gave with you. Um, about when I was, I don't know if you were here on Monday, but I shared the story about how I turned my, um, right after we got married, I was, I started doing some part-time work at a um, family shelter and then ended up turning them, that relationship into a client of mine versus an employer. Um, so you may want to look at what can, what is it that they really need? Like, don't, don't first ask them per se, ask yourself, like this is the entrepreneurial mindset that you want to have. It's like, what is it that they really need about me? And you have to understand guys. And I'm telling you from somebody who, who runs, who has run a, a staffing firm, good help, solid help, dependable help, like help that isn't, has integrity. It's hard to find. It's hard to find. So you just being who you are and having your track record of who you are speaks values because that's somebody that they don't have to wonder about. Oh, is she going to show up? Is she going to do the good job? Is she, you know, you represent the company well. So with that being said, you could, I mean, I don't know all the details with that position, but I would first look at what is it that they're really looking for or wanting. And then, and it may not be a situation where you turn them into a client, but it may be a situation where you do something maybe on a part-time basis, but for more money, um, where you're able to have more leverage and more free time so you can work on your business. It could be that. They don't have to be a client. I mean, know like what it is that you need in order to transition. That could be an open door and opportunity. So thank you for, for sharing that. Hopefully that also gives other people opportunities to think about what's right in front of them as well, too. So, with that being said, do you have anything to say before we go on to this? No, I was just going to say, I was going to ditto what you just said. You know, look at what it is that they're actually needing from your perspective. And the reason why you want to start from your perspective rather than starting with their perspective, saying, okay, what is asking them what is it that you actually need help with? When you start from your perspective, I'm just going to put this little bug out there. You are training your mind in this regard to think like a problem solver and then i'll put in parentheses consultant yes 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 that's exactly what i ended up doing consulting my former quote-unquote employer i mean well no at one you turned them from an employer to a to client. client like i ended up consulting you went from an employee to then a consultant yes 
Yeah, so look to see what it is. I mean, think about it, like what it is that they really need. But I can tell you just off the jump, good help is hard to find. It's it's challenging. Yeah, so, if, they, if they said that to you, then that's a that's, clue. That's that's powerful. You have an open door right there, an opportunity to make it work for you. And sometimes we can get so caught up in the employee mindset that we don't really think about, well, what do I really want? Like if somebody, if my employer were to ask me, what do you want? Like, how can we do this? Like now's your opportunity to really expand how you're thinking about it and and take it from there. Um, I would not just ask for part time alone. <laughs> I mean, the ball is in your corner. If they're giving you, I'm not sure if you're full time with benefits now, then look at that with benefits or look at the pay of that. Look at like, look at all like, what is your dream possibility for you? Just do that, right? Since they're asking, have an answer. All right, sweetheart, that was a great story. The way you outlined <laughs> all of that, so helpful, always so inspirational. I love hearing it every single time. But now it is time for enjoying the journey together. Yes. This is where we give you actionable, practical steps so you too can see traction fast. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So three questions that you two can ask one another. It's going to help you guys to get traction. First question is this. What have you said no to because you lacked the steps? In other words, what if you guys turn down? What opportunities have you said no to? That you actually can do, though. That you can, can do, no <laughs> but you yeah. weren't clear on the steps. Yeah. And so that's the first question you want to ask yeah. yourself, because I think when you unveil and reveal what things or opportunities have you turned down. That you, you can do. That you can do. It helps you to get to the root of it. Mm-hmm. The second question you two can ask each other is, where can you ask how instead of saying absolutely not mm-hmm. how so, can this happen how can this happen how can we do this instead of or in, or mm-hmm. as opposed to saying no nah, no way mm-hmm. we can't do it don't know how to get it done mm-hmm. even though you may have the capacity the ability the resources the mm-hmm. network yeah it may actually be very similar if not the same as um your f- response to the first question or it could be something totally different so just depending on what's going on in your lives right now Absolutely. The third way or third thing that you two can ask each other is what is the root problem your market Mm -hmm. is currently facing? Mm -hmm. I want to say currently facing because a lot of things have changed right over the last couple of years. But but I mean, in in virtually all industries. Mm -hmm. And so you two can ask each other, you know what? What is our market currently facing? You could say actually facing now. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then also part B to that one would be like, and what kind of language are they using to describe that? Because oftentimes, as you um, could see from the example I gave in that in the previous segment, you know, the school districts were asking me to come and teach, but I had to identify, wait a minute, it's not really me that you're needing as a solution. You just need a person to come and teach. So if I were to hire this out or outsource this opportunity, this can actually be a very sweet situation for both of us, right? They can get all of the spots filled and I could be hiring all the people to do that. And so it just turned out to be a win-win, but it's not going to be their job, the people who your market's job to give you the solution. They're actually paying you for the solution. So 
coming to it, understanding what they're really asking for, even if they're not asking for it directly because they don't know how to ask for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. All right. So hopefully this has been amazing for you all. Until next time. You know what it is. Keep living purposefully. Powerfully. And profitably in, in sync. sync. Ready to drop them bars, hubby? Funny. Yeah. Yeah, we here. Hi, girl. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. It's like, hmm, okay, it's OL and Sway back what? again. Another episode, press play, now, now you in. in. Motion to build out your legacy. Family imply your marriage plus ministry. What? The content is real life in real time, yep. Mm-hmm. A little more to help you both soar and step. Same page where we know you want to be. Yep. And no, it's not as easy as one, one two, three. three. It's more like three, two, one. Yep. Where you got to plan your work, work your plan and have fun. And yep. anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like, make this reviewable. Anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like make it reviewable peace peace anything you call to is doable press subscribe press like make this reviewable for the people in the back